from understanding a global economic crisis to crunching the numbers at the grocery till. She makes it easy and helps keep more money in your wallet. This is For What It's Worth with Rabina Ahmed Haq. Happy New Year to all of you. Welcome to 2024 and thank you for making personal finance a priority to you in this new year by listening to our show for what it's worth. I'm really glad that you're with us today. Whether you're at the tail end of your holiday, I know for me, this is the last few days before the kids uh, go back to school. So it's always a time to get things organized again, get all the lunch stuff together again, sort of get back into our routine, start looking at our clock and our, and our, and our calendar again, right? Start to think about what day it is and what needs to be done for the next day. You know, we all make New Year's resolutions. Well, not all of us, but many of us make New Year's resolutions and money is one of the top resolutions that people make. And what do they make? They say, I'm going to save more this year, or I'm going to manage my money this year, or I'm going to get out of debt this year. And those are all great promises to make to yourself. But what can you do this year in 2024 to really keep money and financial wellness your top priority? So it's a good time to sit down and think about, you know, what are some of the financial goals that you want to set for yourself for 2024? Maybe there were things that you had hoped you had done last year that you now want to uh, ramp up and take advantage of. So paying down that credit card debt or putting more money towards your mortgage or putting more money in your RRSP or any other savings account that you have. Whatever it is that you sort of feel like fell by the wayside in 2023, pick that goal up again and start to think of ways that you can actually follow through. I like to make things bite size rather than saying, I'm going to save $2,000 this year. Say to yourself, okay, $2,000 divided by 12 months and then every every two weeks, so you put that into bite-sized pieces that every two weeks, I've got to save this amount of money in order to get to that $2,000 goal. Or I'm going to pay off my debt. I've got $1,000 on my credit card that's just been looming. I'm going to divide that over the next six months, whatever that number is, every first of the month, I will pay that down. And that means I will be out of credit card debt by the beginning of the summer. So those are ways that you can really tackle your financial goals rather than trying to make them really big and hard to do right away. It's like saying, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this month. No, you're not. That's impossible for us to lose that much weight that quickly. But you could set yourself a goal to say, I'm going to get on uh, the path to lose weight by the end of this year. And I want to lose X amount of weight and this is how I'm going to do it. And in bite-sized pieces, I'm going to lose this much each month. So it's the same thing when it comes to your money. Uh, 2024 is going to be an interesting year. From all accounts, it feels like the year that is going to normalize things more than they have been in the last three years. So inflation is somewhat under control. Interest rates, at least the last three announcements, we have not heard the Bank of Canada raise rates, so they've stabilized to some extent. Uh, that real estate market has also stabilized, so we're not seeing those incredible gains or incredible declines that can really make people nervous about whether it's the right time to get in or out of the real estate market. And all of that is good news for Canadians because we have been through quite a lot since 2020. So four years of pandemic-related pressures and supply chain pressures and inflation pressures and interest rate uh, pressures, all of these things have really eroded our ability to reach our financial goals. So 2024, with all of those things in the rear view, is hoping, is shaping up to be, and I hope it is, a, a better year for us financially. And I think this is the year that you can actually make goals that you can keep. 
Because in the past, there's been all these roadblocks that have stopped us from reaching our goals, be that when the pandemic started, be that when the housing market went haywire in 2021, 2022, be that when interest rates started to rise. All of those things really did impede our ability to actually save towards our financial goals. So this year, hoping that it's a bit more stable and hoping that we can reach those financial goals, whatever they may be. My financial resolution this year is to not buy anything with the name brand on it. In 2024, Rubina is not a walking ad for another company. So whenever I buy something, it can be high quality. It can be something I love. It can be trendy, but it cannot have a name brand on it. So that is my own resolution. It's sort of my way of revolting against the corporations that put labels on us. It's part of that as well. But this is one way that I really think that I'm going to be mindful in what I'm buying and also make sure that what I'm buying, I'm buying for myself and not to show other people. Because often when we buy a name brand, it's to show other people, not necessarily something that we need. We have a fantastic show coming up. We have our very own Craig Lord, Global News' Craig Lord, who comes on the show, a regular contributor to the show, to talk about his newsletter, Homeschool. He's going to talk to us about what he sees happening in 2024, especially when it comes to the housing market and what he is looking at, what stories he's looking at for the new year. And later in the program, there's a survey out by BMO Bank of Montreal that says Canadians are cutting back in 2024. So we'll have an expert on from that bank to talk about what the survey revealed and in what ways are Canadians cutting back. All those stories coming up after the break. I'm really excited that you are here. Happy New Year to all of you. I'm Rubina Ahmed Huck. This is For What It's Worth. You're listening to For What It's Worth with Rabina Ahmed Hawk. What does 2024 have in store for us when it comes to our money? Last year, Canadians were plagued with higher interest rates, a ballooning cost of living, and general uncertainty about the economy. But could 2024 be the year all of that starts to stabilize? To talk about the stories he has on his radar, we are joined by Global News' own Craig Lord. Hi, Craig. Welcome to the program. Hi, Rubina. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season with your friends and family and that you're feeling rested because a lot of us can feel really tired at this time of year. Yeah, I mean, uh, 2023 had uh, no shortage of, uh, of big stories to, to keep an eye on. So uh, I needed the break. Let's let's put it that way and, and leave it there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all need a little bit of time off, uh, especially, you know, the, like you said, the year that we had in 2023, housing prices, interest rates, everything that you're familiar with when you do your newsletter, uh, homeschool, things that not just first-time homebuyers are concerned about, but just homeowners generally are concerned about. You know, when you look ahead to 2024, someone who's got, you know, a, a laser focus on the housing market, what are you seeing as being the big stories for this year for Canadians? 
Yeah. So if you're a Canadian who is either in the housing market already, you own a home or you are looking to join the housing market, get your first home uh, and, and, and buy for the first time, you're probably watching interest rates very closely from the Bank of Canada. That was uh, something we were following very closely in 2023 and the, the trends for 2024. Uh, we might see some change. We might see some some pivots to rate cuts which could have very, very significant consequences for people who are trying to qualify for mortgages, who are trying to afford their mortgages uh, while making ends meet in, in every other aspect of their life. So uh, the the watch for when rate cuts could begin is a big one that I know I'm following heading into this new year. A lot of economists are saying by mid-2024, some are even saying as early as the spring, we could see signs of rate cuts from the central bank. And that'll have uh, major impacts, like I said, on affordability in the housing market. There are eight announcements for anybody that's listening from the Bank of Canada when it comes to interest rates. Now, sometimes they do make emergency announcements, which is what happened uh, at the beginning of the pandemic when they made three emergency cuts. But generally speaking, they already published their schedule and it's eight announcements for the uh, for, for, for the 2024 year. Uh, the first one will be January 24th. I, the expectation is probably they'll hold rates at that time. But like you said, later in the year, you know, there'll be one every six or so weeks. Uh, there could definitely be a rate cut if inflation is uh, is acting the way that they want it to. Uh, when it comes to first-time home buyers, um, is there an opportunity right now as home prices have come down, uh, things have normalized somewhat with interest rates be being on hold, at least for the last three announcements. Is there an opportunity for first-time home buyers to start researching again, maybe that first home purchase? Yeah, absolutely. And this all comes with caveats that it's still very difficult to qualify for those more expensive mortgages these days with higher interest rates from the Bank of Canada still in play. But from what I've heard from many economists and realtors, real estate agents on the ground in housing markets across Canada, is that if you can afford, if you can meet that stress test requirement, if you can afford to, to buy a home in your market that you're looking in and you're preferred neighborhood, now is a pretty good time because a lot of sellers, they've been on the market for a while. That homes are taking longer to sell and they might be willing to, to negotiate with you. You might be able to find a good deal on your first home if, again, you are able to, to meet that threshold to qualify. So you have a pretty good uh, income. Maybe you have a bit of help from, from a parent or, or some, some uh, grandparent money coming in from the holidays that you're, you're ready to put towards a down payment. Now's a decent time if you can qualify to get in there and, and look because houses, uh, we're seeing more listings and, and heading into what's usually the very busy spring market. There could be a lot of deals taking place uh, in Canada. Yeah, uh, spring is, is is traditionally the busiest time for real estate. That's been kind of skewed in the last couple of years where because people have been home because of the pandemic and interest rates were at rock bottom up until early 2022. So there was no real estate season, but I think we're going to get back to that normal rhythm where people try to buy a home in the spring so they can be settled in the summer and their kids can be ready to get into their new school by September. That's the usually the thinking of why someone would want to buy a house in the spring. Uh, 
Uh, you mentioned there, you know, high cost of living. Uh, one of the major costs has been food costs. We know that this year the, the food report is saying that price for an average family of four could go up about $700, just above $700. Now that is still uh, below the, the, uh, the um, average increase from last year, which was above that. Uh, where, where are you seeing uh, cost of living, with, especially when it comes to grocery prices? What, 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 what are you looking at for that uh, when it comes to just the overall uh, story of affordability and being able to get into your first home and afford to live in that home? Yeah, uh, the grocery aisles, hopefully not as stressful a place as they were in 2023, even 2022. Um, but people can still expect prices to rise in most aisles of the grocery store. Some uh, aspects, some aisles will be a little bit more expensive. You know, bakery, uh, your your meat and veggies will, will probably still continue to rise or around 5% annually is, is what the food report is expecting. But maybe, uh, you know, areas like like dairy and, and fruits a little bit below that. That average. So, so hopefully a little bit easier on that end for grocery shoppers. One of the things I am watching, and this is expected sometime in the first quarter of 2024, is the grocer code of conduct is expected to, to be made public. Uh, this is a voluntary code of conduct that will dictate how grocers are supposed to uh, behave towards uh, their consumers, towards their suppliers, to, to give some stability, some, uh, some predictability to the industry and, and how they handle um, stuff like price increases. Now, uh, this is voluntary. Uh, some grocers, uh, such as Loblaw, Walmart Canada, have have pushed back on this and said, uh, "Be careful what kind of uh, burden." That's the word they've used. You you put on consumers. Um, the more reporting requirements, the more they are uh, regulated. They send they they tend to say, "Okay, that might reduce result in in higher prices paid by the the end consumer." Um, but most other grocers in Canada have signed on to this, and it is expected to be in place by the end of the first quarter. So um, whether that has an actual tangible impact on the prices you pay at the grocery store. Uh, that remains to be seen. We haven't seen what this actual code of conduct will be yet, but uh, that could uh, at least make some waves uh, uh, among grocers because I know a lot of Canadians have been pretty frustrated with what they've been encountering at the grocery store this year. Uh, and that could be one move uh, that, that, that puts some of the power uh, at least back in uh, uh, the government or consumers' hands. So the federal government came up with the grocer, Grocery Code of Conduct. They also came up with the Canadian Mortgage Charter. Uh, how do you think that's going to help uh, Canadians this year? I mean, they've got a number of things that they've kind of put together in this charter. A lot of criticism that the the things that they pointed out already, already existed and they're just sort of all now combined into one place. Uh, one of them being the stress test is being changed. So not everybody would have to adhere to that when they renew their mortgage, at least. Uh, also, you know, your bank has to call you to offer you an interest rate six months in advance of before it's uh, before it's due. Uh, what, what, covering this, what's what's your sense of what this may if, if it will help Canadian uh, home buyers and homeowners in 2024? Yeah. So can Canadians point to their, their mortgage charter and say, OK, this is going to get me to spend $500 less on my mortgage every month? Probably not that directly. Where I could see it, it making a bit of difference is, is maybe in the competition element. Um, so as, if people are, are kind of aware of their mortgage situation six months out and, and they are able to shop around a little bit uh, to not just default to their current lender, but to maybe work with a mortgage broker and, and go to, to different lenders to see what kind of 
uh, a rate they can get uh, if they don't have to pass the stress test. That can make it a little bit easier for them to shop around. You might be able to negotiate yourself a little bit of a lower rate uh, by going uh, from lender to lender. But uh, like you said, uh, the, the mortgage charter, uh, there's not a ton of new stuff in here. It's really just uh, standardizing a lot of stuff that's already done in the industry. So uh, people shouldn't get their hopes up, I don't think necessarily, about the, the mortgage charter delivering uh, the relief they need if they're really close to you know uh, missing payments on their mortgage. But for people who are up for renewal, um, it, it might be a source of comfort to say, okay, you know, here's what I can expect because it is it is a high stress uh, situation for many people who are renewing in 2024, myself included. <laughs> oh, and myself included too. I think a lot of us uh, uh, got into homes uh, before the pandemic, and now those mortgages are coming up for renewal. Um, you, you know, a lot. Of, some people don't understand that the reason more than average mortgages are coming up for renewal in the next two years is because the market was so hot five years ago, and all those people that got into the market are now facing renewals and and in an environment that I think nobody could have really have uh, predicted. Uh, Craig, you eat and breathe a personal finance the same way that I do, and I know we're not in the business of giving advice to our listeners. We often give our opinion, but maybe not. Not necessarily advice, but anything that you're doing differently this year with your money, maybe some inspiration that listeners could take from how you're changing the way that you manage or spend your money that uh, maybe a listener could say, hey, I could do that too. Yeah, uh, to be honest, so I've owned, I've owned a home for a couple years now. One of the things I'm doing is honestly just to clear out. I'm I'm trying to to sell some stuff that I am not using that has been piling up in my storage uh, room and and try and and see what I can do. Uh, I I think that that stuff that's just lying around is is I'm really trying to think about it as as unused cash. You know, something I can quickly get rid of on Facebook Marketplace and put towards something else. Uh, I think a lot of us. Uh, have been maybe hunkering down or preparing to hunker down and we might miss those those small things like like going out for dinner every now and then and the money that you can get from from freeing up stuff in your house I'm finding I'm feeling a lot better about uh, being able to to go out and, and and eat a nice dinner with my partner uh, once I have that that out of my my house it's it's a peace of mind kind of thing um, I would also remind people uh, because this is something that uh, I unfortunately uh, leave until the last minute the RRSP deadline is coming up uh, in just a couple months so make sure that you are max maximizing uh, what contribution room you have for your RRSP this year. Um, that can uh, give you a little bit of relief uh, when it comes time to file your taxes in April. Uh, so, so start thinking now that the new year is the best time to make resolutions to, to start your tax planning, your financial planning, uh, and you'll be grateful for it uh, when it comes time to get that uh, tax refund, hopefully, uh, on your bank account. Good sage advice, Craig. I think that all of us can take something from that. And thank you for the reminder on the RRSP. That's something that I myself sometimes forget. And then I'm scrambling to figure out whether I need to make that extra payment or not. So that's a good reminder that uh, if you can make a contribution and you have the money and it makes sense from a tax perspective, do it before the end of February because you will get a bigger refund in, uh, in, uh, in reaction to that. Craig, thank you so much for making time for us today and Happy New Year to you and your friends and family. That is Global News' very own Craig Lord and author of the newsletter Homeschool and a regular contributor to For What It's Worth. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, a new survey finds more Canadians are saving money in 2024. I'm Rubina Ahmed-Huck and this is For What It's Worth.
You're listening to For What It's Worth with Rabina Ahmed Hawk. Canadians are cutting back this year. The cost of living and rising interest rates are leading many of us to spend less and save more. BMO Bank of Montreal recently did a survey that finds nearly a third of Canadians plan to cut spending in 2024 because of the higher cost of living and the concerns that come with it. To talk about this survey and more, we are joined by Gail Ramsey. She's an executive at BMO and head of Everyday Banking. Hi, Gail. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. It's great to actually have an opportunity to speak to everyone. Yeah. Happy New Year to you. I hope you got a chance to really relax this holiday season. Um, I find as a mom of young kids that it's just go, go, go. And this is the time I finally get to relax and then it's all back to normal routine. But I hope you had a lovely uh, holiday with your family and uh, got some downtime as well. Yes, thank you. I did. It was nice to actually have a little bit of downtime and quiet time before we actually kick off the new year. And so we're now we're in it. Yeah. And one thing that uh, a lot of people do in the new year is they make these resolutions to save more money, manage their money better. And it sounds like the survey that you conducted or or BMO conducted, uh, that Canadians are really planning on cutting back on their spending. Can you tell me a little bit about what this survey found when it comes to Canadians spending habits for the new year? Yeah, certainly. And so we found that 42% of Canadians are planning on making changes to their their, uh, financial New Year's resolutions. Um, And as you mentioned, 30% of them are actually planning to reduce their spending. Uh, 17% of them are actually looking at creating financial goals or a budget for uh, 24, uh, as well as 44%. You know, actually, the only thing is only 44% of them are still not uh, not making financial resolutions for New Year's. Yeah. And, you know, I find like I've been covering personal finance now for forever, at least 20 years now. And I find that, you know, calling it a financial resolution, it's almost like we set ourselves up to fail because we forget about them by mid-January. It's really Mm -hmm. about setting financial goals for ourselves for 2024, about managing our money better. One of the things that happens in January is those dreaded credit card bills that come in that can really throw us off our game. So we had these big plans to save more, but then we get this this bloated credit card bill because of all the spending we did during the holidays and that now more money is going towards that. Uh, what are Canadians saying about um, using their credit card bills um, and, and, and how they're going to manage those bills uh, in the new year? Well, you know, what we found in terms of that is that most of the customers, about 58% of them plan on using credit cards to pay for their holiday gifts, right? And on average, um, what they're saying, it takes them three months to, to pay off um, their holiday bills. Um, and then there's another 24% that are not as confident. And so I think when I think about budget setting and it's, you know, we're in the new year, so it's a bit like that. It, it is about figuring out what your budget is. And, and first thing is understanding how do you spend? And then, you know, what are, what are the things that you need to actually spend money and what are the nice to have? So the first thing is you need to pay off the credit card bill. And so I gave you the summary on that. But the next thing is, what financial goals you're setting. And the first thing is kind of understanding what your spending is today. 
you know, 2023 has been a really, was really a tough year for Canadians. Um, we're hoping that this year, and economists are saying, we may, might see some more normal times when it comes to inflation, interest rates, all these things that have really eroded our ability uh, to save more uh, money. And that has really increased our anxiety. And, and the survey also found uh, a piece about financial anxiety and what people are feeling about their finances going into the new year uh, and for, for 2024. Can you Talk to me a little bit about what financial anxiety Canadians are feeling right now. Yeah, absolutely. And so what we found in the survey was 82% of of them are experiencing the financial anxiety for the fear of unknown expenses. And if you think about the past year that we have, that's not surprising, right? With rising interest rate inflation, there's things that have probably actually happened that you weren't planning on. You know, 81% of them are concerned about their overall financial situation. Um, 73% experience financially about housing costs. And is for those people that are, you know, have a mortgage and a variable rate or even a fix is you're looking at the, you know, the costs going up or when you're renewal, your, your costs can potentially go up. And then the last thing we have is about 61% are experiencing anxiety about keeping up with their monthly bills. Yeah. And, um, and that, you know, that cash flow situation that a lot of people are finding that they don't have any money left over at the end of the month or the end of their paycheck for extra stuff. And so they feel like they're just in this hamster wheel, so to speak, of just making money, spending it all on the bills, not really having anything to, uh, to, mm-hmm. to save for their future financial goals. What would be your advice if someone just feels like they can't get out of that, that rigmarole of just never really being able to have any extra money to do other things? What would be your best advice to them? If, if, if they really want to break that cycle and, and feel more financially well about their, about their money situation. So, I mean, what I, what I always give advice on people and is really about focusing on really understanding how you're spending your money. Uh, and, you know, all the banks all have tools that help you give an idea in terms of what your cash flow is, in terms of what's money going in and out and what you're spending it on. And so first getting a lay of the land of how much money are you spending and then really breaking it down and saying, of these expenses I have, what are the things that I actually need to pay? So like, you know, your mortgage, I'd say your electricity, your utilities, uh, food and groceries and things like that. And then look at the other things that are on your on your expenses and, and make decisions in terms about, well, maybe that's like that's a nice to have. Um, you know, I always tell people to have some money left over that. So they have what I call fun money, right? Because if you're managing a budget, there needs to be some money where you can say, if you maintain the budget that you have in terms of you set those financial goals and you have a budget that you have some money where you can go have a little bit of fun. But I do really think it's important for people to understand what they spend. And, you know, you can, I see a lot of people set budgets, but they don't actually understand how they're spending their money today. And when you do that, most times you're not actually going to be able to meet that budget because you haven't factored that in. So that's my first fight. Understand what you have, figure out what are the must-haves that you have to have and, and, and decide on some things that you're going to put off. And then finally have a little, little bit of money set aside so you can have a little bit of fun, when, particularly when you actually hit your budget. We're speaking to Gail Ramsey. She's an executive at BMO and head of everyday banking at that bank. Uh, Gail, uh, a lot of mortgages coming up for renewal in 2024 and into 2025. Uh, if we've done the math, most of us know that our payments are going to go up. And that, of course, is going to impact our cash flow situation, again, impeding our ability to save more for the future. Um, what should somebody be doing who's just looking at those numbers saying, wow, I'm going to have to come up with 40% more, 50% more for this payment. And I don't know where that money's going to come from. 
I think that's a really good question. And, and you know, and I don't know if the payments are actually going to be 40% higher, right? I think it depends on what the mortgage is that the people have. And what I would say is, you know, go talk to a financial planner so you can understand your options in terms of, um, or even a mortgage broker uh, or a banker, right? And talk to them in terms of what your options are. Because the first thing you need to look at is what are the options that you actually have in terms of with your mortgage, um, and then make choices from there, right? And I think that that's the best thing that I can say to people is, you know, have there there are financial planners um, and there are bankers that can actually help you when making those decisions. And then in terms of understanding what are your options and how you would actually manage it. Gail, uh, we're talking about money resolutions, uh, and uh, it, you know we all try to do better in the new year. We all try to improve ourselves in some way. Is this something that you're doing? Uh, is there a resolution that you wouldn't mind sharing with us that you're making for 2024? Uh, that 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 you've got your that you've got yourself focused on. Yeah, certainly. I mean, so one of the things that I am focused on is, um, you know, I just did a refresh of my financial plan. Um, which I know everybody finds fearful. And so what I've actually set for myself is a couple goals in terms to be able to put more money aside uh, so that I can actually, you know, potentially invest it in something else or just use it for a bit of fun. So I actually have a goal about saving for, you know, I'll call it a rainy day fund. Um, and so, and that's what I'm actually, one of my resolutions is make sure I have money set aside that could be rated day fund. It could be used as an option in terms of something comes up that was unplanned, or it might actually be something at the end of the day that I can use and go have a little bit of fun. But that's one of my resolutions. It's so refreshing to hear that, Gail, because for someone who works at a bank, who's an executive at a bank, um, who still takes such care when it comes to their personal finances, I think a lot of us uh, feel like, oh, you know, all these uh, all these people, they already got their finances figured out. Of course, they can tell us, you know, what we should be doing with our money. But it's really a, a lifelong process of looking at your money, uh, whether it be on a yearly or biannual basis, and just making sure that you're on track to reach your financial goals. Uh, I think that that's it's really refreshing to. Hear hear that that you're that you're doing that I'll, I'll share you I'll share mine with you Gail if you don't mind uh, okay, mine this year is to not buy <laughs> mine this year is to not buy anything with a name brand I'm trying to be really mindful about the things that I I wear and the things I bring into my home and so this year I decided I'm not going to buy anything that advertises another company so if you want me to advertise for your company you got to pay me to wear your label and it's really also a way of me uh, acknowledging that I'm buying something just for myself I'm not buying it to show somebody that I spent money. So I think that that really uh, helps me focus on the things that I actually need, not the things that I want to show off to other individuals. So that that has been my uh, New Year's resolution, and I'm hoping to keep that. I'm pretty good at keeping promises when it comes to these things. I'm, I try to make them very, very specific so that I can actually stick to them. Uh, Gail, thank That's you so good. much for joining us today and uh, for sharing the, the, the results of this survey. Uh, it's really nice to hear that Canadians are focused on saving more. Um, and are planning on cutting back to reach those financial goals. Perfect. Thank you for your, thank you for having me. This is great. Thanks. That's Gail Ramsey. She's an executive at BMO and the head of Everyday Banking. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what you can do to really get yourself on the right financial track for 2024. I'm Rabina Ahmed Huck, and this is for what it's worth. From understanding a global economic crisis to crunching the numbers at the grocery till, you're listening to For What It's Worth with Rabina Ahmed-Hawk. The best things 
in life for free. We've been talking a lot about New Year's resolutions throughout this program. Makes sense, right? First show of the new year, and most of us, you know, day six or seven, we still have our resolution, hopefully, whether that's to get healthier, go to the gym, save more money, whatever it is. But money is one of the top resolutions that people make because we often overspend during the holidays and then we have this reality check coming, which is a credit card bill that helps us understand that we need to do better with our money. And we can. No matter what your income level is, you can do better with your money. You know, my point of view has always been to help people manage the money they have better rather than trying to get people to feel like they can quickly increase their wealth. Because increasing wealth takes time and discipline. And really, uh, it's something you have to do consistently over a long period of time before you can actually see uh, the fruits of your labor, labor, so to speak. But that doesn't mean you can't start now. Um, If you're feeling like you're in this uh, hamster wheel of living paycheck to paycheck, and you don't have any extra money left over, really take a deep dive into your spending to see where you could cut back. The best way to do that is to start writing everything down. Buy a coffee, write it down. Go for dinner, write it down. Go for groceries and pay for them, write it down. And then that will help you understand where your money is actually going. It's the same uh, concept when you're trying to lose weight. You look back and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have had cake four days in a row because you sometimes forget that you did that. So this helps you really edit and, and, and move things around when it comes to your finances. So that would be my number one advice that Don't make it a New Year's resolution. Just make it a financial goal for 2024, which some of you may argue is the same thing. But I feel like it's a cliche to say I'm making a financial, I'm making a New Year's resolution. Just say, you know what? In 2024, I am going to do better with my money. I'm a money saver. Just keep saying that over and over again. I'm a saver and you'll become it. It's sort of, you know, the power of just persuasion, a power of you just constantly telling yourself that you are better at money than you have been in the past, that you will be better at money. Um, One of the big tips that I got, uh, and we heard this on a previous show, is saving all of your loyalty and reward points in 2024. So we all carry something in our wallet, right? When it comes to loyalty and reward, rather than using them throughout the year, just save them. And then at the beginning of December, figure out how much you have and use those points and loyalty rewards towards buying gifts, towards buying food, towards booking that holiday, whatever it is that you need to do to afford the holidays. Uh, And that's going to help you stay away from that bloated credit card bill. So you'll be more mindful uh, throughout the year when you are spending money because you're not really focused on rewards. And then in December, when you log in to see how much you've actually got, you'll have this bank of loyalty points that you can use. I'm not a huge fan of loyalty points, I got to say, because I do think they incentivize you to spend more. I'm just as guilty as anybody else when I get an offer through the mail and I'm like, oh, I can get X amount more. I want to go and buy that thing. Uh, but if you do it without really keeping that top of mind, so you're not really looking at that instant reward or you're looking at saving money the next day, you're really just doing it. And then at the end of the year, looking at how many rewards you have, it may be a good strategy to actually uh, alleviate some of that financial stress during the holidays. Uh, this year is going to be a year that hopefully we see our finances normalize. Uh, there are some, uh, economists that are forecasting an interest rate cut by the end of 2020. 
2024. And that could very well come with if inflation gets under control. We've seen inflation normalize over the last two quarters of 2023. We get the next uh, interest rate announcement in 2024 uh, first one in 2024, uh, in January. So January 24, 2024, a lot of 24s there. And so uh, we will hear from the Bank of Canada then as to what they are planning on doing, at least for the next short while, and maybe get some idea as to where we are headed when it comes to interest rates. If your mortgage is up for renewal this year, definitely think about the consequences of what kind of mortgage you're getting, whether it's fixed or variable. Know what the uh, penalties are to break either of those mortgages if you if interest rates don't go in the way that you had forecasted and you want to get into a, a product that is cheaper. Um, we may be at the top end of interest rates, the, the interest rate hikes. And so if you fix your mortgage uh, in three, four years, you may feel like you're paying a lot more than you had to. So talk to your financial uh advisor, your financial planner about all your options. Definitely, of course, speak to your mortgage broker. They're going to give you a better idea of, of where they see mortgage uh, uh, rates going and then get them to really map out your payments so that you know what happens to payments when interest rates go down and interest rates go up. And if you fix your rate, what that would look like for the next Usually we do five-year mortgages, five years. And if, if interest rates were to go down, what, what you would be giving up by fixing your rate now. So not advice on what you should do, but that you should definitely do your research before you decide uh, what you want to do with that mortgage. Uh, we had a fantastic conversation with Craig Lord. Uh, he is the author of the newsletter Homeschool. Uh, Craig is also a regular contributor to our program. He's in the Global News family and um, talks, you know, he reads real estate day and night. And uh, really, uh, he's also looking at uh, interest rates this year and uh, seeing how that's going to impact homeowners. He, there, he also admitted there that he's got a mortgage coming up for renewal. I've got a mortgage coming up for renewal. So we'll all be feeling uh, the same pain this year as we just decide what to do with our mortgage. So my mortgage comes up for renewal in July. I'll be sharing with you the process of how I decide what I'm going to do. I have a fair idea of what I want to do, but I want to get a little bit closer to the actual time before I make that decision uh, because I think that's the best decision for me and my family. And considering everything that's happened, I think that's the direction interest rates are going to be going over the next five years. And that's going to make most sense for my personal finances. Also really nice to speak to um, uh, to Gail Ramsey from BMO, Bank of Montreal. Uh, she is head of everyday banking there. And they did a survey that shows that Canadians are planning on cutting back in 2024, which is great news. Um, the reasons may not be great because of the cost of living, inflation, interest rates, everything else that goes into paying our bills. Uh, but it is definitely um, refreshing to hear that we are paying more attention to our pocketbook, saving more, being a bit more mindful about the things that we are buying and uh, trying to do better when it comes to our financial wellness. I, I know I've been on a journey for the last, I'd say, three, four years to become more of a minimalist. And I think that's one of the best ways to save money is just buy less, right? Uh, if you want to go out to the mall, don't. Just stay home or do something else. Go for a walk, go for a hike, go see a friend. Um, that is you know, one of my best pieces of advice for 2024 is that just adjust the way that you uh, consume entertainment. So if you usually go out for dinner and sit somewhere and have this great meal and spend all this money, adjust 
um, the way that you spend time with your family and friends. Maybe this is the year to really incorporate family dinners, uh, dinners at your friends' houses. Um, if you do have something that you do regularly, like I, I meet with a couple regularly every three months for dinner, uh, maybe we should change that to meeting at our homes rather than meeting at a restaurant, which can be very expensive. Uh, rather than going out to find something free to do. Uh, winter can be a little bit of a hard sell, especially if you live in the, the colder parts of Canada. Uh, but summertime especially, there's always something that you can do locally that won't cost you too much money. And you can you know, take stuff with you that you already have in your home. And just shifting the way that you think about entertainment is definitely going to save you money. So if you want to uh, make some New Year's resolutions, please do so. But really what I want us to do is make some financial goals for 2024 that we're going to keep. Realistic goals. You can't say to somebody, you got to lose 50 pounds in a month. That's not going to happen. You've got to set realistic goals that you can actually meet. Um, so if you're saying to yourself, I'm going to save $1,000 in two weeks, that's probably not going to happen. But I'm going to save $1,000 by summertime. That's easy, easier goal to reach, right? You take that number, divide it by six months, and you save that much at, at, you know, at the first or maybe bi biweekly uh, to get to that goal. That's a lot more palatable and a lot more achievable than saying, I'm going to save $1,000 by the end of January because most of us are going to fail and we're going to feel um, frustrated because we can't reach our goals and we'll be back in the same situation that we found ourselves at the end of 2023. Um, thank you so much for making time for us today on this first show of 2024. I'm glad you're making financial wellness a priority by listening to us. I hope you got something out of those conversations, something that you can take away that will save you a little bit of money this week. We will be back here next week, same time, same channel. I hope that you will make us part of your 2024 uh, year and listen to us. We'll be back here uh, to share all the personal finance stories that make a big impact on your wallet. I'm Rabina Ahmed Huck, and this is For What It's Worth. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs>